Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, November the 14th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, proper week 28, which is the 25th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Tuesday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. And this week of the church's calendar year. And so we find ourselves in Psalm 123. One, two, three. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us party morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 123. I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sits enthroned in heaven. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a female slaves look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us, for we have endured no end of contempt. We have endured no end of ridicule from the arrogant, of contempt from the proud. This is the word of God for us. All right, so we say it each time that we're in the Psalms and we find a psalm for the morning in this Psalter within the Psalter, the Song of Ascents. And they are seem to be arranged together between Psalm 120 to 134 as narrating the journey from like someone who's in exile, the, the faithful of God in exile, as they make their journey all the way back to the temple in Jerusalem to lift their praises to God. And to get to Jerusalem to offer praise to God is not just geographical, right? It's not just, we're not in Israel, we're not in Jerusalem, we're not in the temple courts, so we got to get there. But it's also like internally on a pilgrimage where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm far off or um, I'm not in the right space or I'm not quite prepared and I need to prepare myself as I come into the temple uh, to worship God. And so one of the areas in which might have been common for those who are far away who are drawing back to God is to properly deal with the the, the hardships of life, uh, in particular the harassment maybe from neighboring nations, those who sought to bring ridicule, suffering upon the people of God. Because it wasn't as simple as, well, we'll endure it for now and then God will get us out of it and uh, we'll just get to, through to the other side and, and continue life as normal. But uh, there's always something that remains whenever we go through a season of hardship, right? And uh, I think one of the things that's a temptation whenever we're in the midst of relational strife or if we're in conflict with other people is to keep that vivid memory, you know, stoked in our minds and uh, to nurse it and to nourish it and to develop this resentment towards another. Um, you, we even see this sometimes like... Um, when maybe somebody named Stephen or somebody from our past really hurt us. And when even the name Stephen is mentioned, like we have a visceral reaction and it's not even the same Stephen, totally different Stephen uh, from a different mother. Right. But uh, this, like the name conjures up all the stuff. And this is um, where the, the scientific thought of epigenetics talks about how the body keeps the score, how that trauma lives within us and it can be rehearsed and it can be given oxygen and it can hold a sway over our life, even though it's from the past. Right. And so I think Psalm 123 is helpful because it seems to be 
uh, maybe a, a proper way to deal with complaint. Um, it's not that the people of God should never complain. I mean, there are admonitions in Scripture say, do nothing without complaining. Okay, that's right. But there are some things that are significant, and to not complain them or to trivialize them is to betray our humanity and to betray the feelings that we've had, the experience that we had that has so shaped us, and to ignore the trauma that still lives within, that will be seized upon in future events down the road. And so it's best not to ignore those things, but to deal with that complaint a little more productively. And I think that's why this genre of lament is so ever-present, particularly in the Psalms, is because Israel's got some legitimate hardships that they are working through. And instead of denying them, and instead of taking matters into their own hands, they vent to God so that as they get it out, there's like a lightness after their time of lament, worship, prayer, supplication, so that they can actually deal with it objectively. Because we've all been there before, where like something has happened in our life and it just grows into this mountain. And sometimes the growth into a mountain is fine because it is quite the significant thing. But I think all of us have been there. We've allowed like the molehill trial and trouble to grow into a mountain. And because of that, it suffocates us and it prevents us from moving ahead. And so Psalm 123, in this, not just a geographic migration to the temple, but also the internal soul's journey from feeling lost to then feeling seen and secure in the temple, it has this important stop in Psalm 123. So it gives some admonitions. Number one, I lift my eyes to you, to you who, sit in, who sits enthroned in heaven. Appeal to a higher power. And as we do so, we know that somebody is with us to endure the pain and hardship with us. Then there's this vivid image of a slave and as a female slave, right? So someone who really has no rights. That they, even if they wanted to take matters into their own hands, they can't. Like they just have no, they have no clout to do so. In the same way, there are just certain parts of our life where we can't do anything about them. That's hard for us to stomach as, you know, modern Americans <laughs> to think that there's stuff in our lives that we can't deal with on our own. We officially can't deal with some categories of suffering and hardship all, all alone. So we have to appeal to the one who's above it all. And then there's the appeal. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us. For we have endured no end of contempt. We have endured no end of ridicule from the arrogant, of contempt from the proud. This is a deep plea. And something that the faithful yesterday and the faithful today and tomorrow need to know is that this world is not rigged towards chaos and towards nihilism, where nothing is meaningful where all is meaningless um, because if it is then we take matters into our own hands and uh, we tend to break the world further in the midst of our pain but if we know that the, the struggle that we're facing is a mere footnote to the bigger picture of goodness of mercy then we can uh, reduce the harassment we can reduce re reduce the contempt and ridicule to size and say this is just merely a season that could be a long season but it's just merely a season. Because if the Creator God is still in control, then what was created in goodness, even though it has fallen into frailty, it will be brought back to goodness at the end, and all matter of things will be well. So I don't know how this meets you this morning, friend, but I just think some of us have an issue in our life. It's, it's casting a long, dark shadow. We wonder when the shadow season is going to end. And so we, we think, okay, what are my options here? What the psalmist tells us is that the option that of the faithful is to look to the heavens, to look to the power above all the other powers, 
and ask for mercy and help from him. So with all those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for the gift of the Christian life that convinces us that we can change our minds and we can change our behavior because we have a changed hope and a, and a changed aim for life. And so we thank you that, Jesus, uh, you show that the face of God is filled with kindness and mercy. And we thank you that that mercy extends to every experience of life, including the ones that are filled with hardship and so much uncertainty. God, we may not have the same type of harassment that uh, ancient Israel had from neighboring communities where everything was completely uncertain or extended seasons of agricultural famine and wondering where their answer was going to come from. But we certainly share in momentary seasons, uh, maybe shorter, maybe less severe, where we are looking for answers. And uh, even though much is going for us and in our favor, there are certain th things that cause a great pause and discomfort in our lives. And so for those things, uh, we, we pray to you. We know that no prayer is uh, too frivolous for you to hear and to relate with us. And so this day, each of us brings the greatest care that we have. And instead of considering this world rigged against us or lacking in provision, we look to you as the one who gives us daily bread. And so today, as we allow our worry and even our complaints uh, to you, we pray that you would hear us, that you would allow us to vent to you, that there'd be a relief in the midst of prayer, but also relief in your provision for our lives. And so in doing so, we can see once again in all things that God, you are merciful, you are kind, and you are good. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.